Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm John and she's Leanne. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, that's a bit on the front foot there, Johnny. I know, I know. Oh, introducing me. It's very nice of you, honey. Yeah, well, I'm a nice guy, generally. Mostly, most of the time. We're back for another week. We are. What are we talking about this week? Well, I think we're talking about something that you were very keen to talk about, mm-hmm. um, which is loss and grief. Well, it was, uh, I just noticed when I uh, look back over all of our podcasts um, that we touch on it in several of those podcasts, but we've never mm. actually dedicated a podcast to loss and grief. That's so. true. And um, we've got a few friends at the moment that are going through some, you know, mm. sad times and not, not a lot, but a few friends. And I think it's probably something that's been on the top of all of our minds um, mm. with that, with that journey. So, um probably quite a timely uh, yeah. topic yeah. to be talking about. Um, but certainly I haven't had a lot to do with um, with this area other than, you know, talking to friends of late. And I wonder, because I know even for me I'm a little bit hesitant, mm. do you think it's a topic that is a little bit taboo? Well, it's, it's a painful topic. topic. Yeah. Um, but we often say that the only consistency to life is the inconsistency. Yeah. And, and loss and grief isn't just about losing people. It's about losing home, losing the job. Yeah. Losing um, a sense of self. Yeah, um, yeah, true. But also losing loved ones. Um, true. And also losing uh, culture and country. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of losses that happen throughout everyone's lives. And, yeah, that's and, true. And each one of those... Um, those periods are painful, very painful periods. True. So it's not it's not always just about losing somebody in your life. No. It's it's about losing something that represents a shift, yeah. perhaps in the way you see yourself or the way your life way you goes in a direction. Yeah. You might not have been expecting, for example. Yeah. Well, there's 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 comfort and safety and consistency. Yeah, that's um, true. That life isn't consistent. No. Yeah. No. So having. Um, Having that safety of the job or the home or the country or the relationship. Or the business. The business, yeah, the business, yeah, and the family. Yeah, the identity. Yeah, and your your identity of who you are and where you fit in the world. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and and, and even during, um, and we have developmental stages throughout our life with, you know, uh, infancy and and puberty Uh, and adolescence. Yeah, yeah. Um, those, Those shifts continue, they don't just stop. Adulthood. True. They keep going, and there's other shifts and growth periods and growth spurts. Yeah, that, that's that's very true. Throughout your life, and and they come with pain. Yeah, that's very, and 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 sometimes you know we um we cope with that quite well, and mm. we welcome the shift. You know, yeah. like I was actually really pleased to finish high school. Yeah. And kind of shift into young adulthood. That was a noticeable relief. Yeah, fine line, me. fine line between um, uh, excitement and fear. Yeah. So a- ending something. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's there's um, fear and, and, and loss, but yeah. there's also a little bit of excitement. And, yeah. And, and there's excitement and fear. It's it's the same. It's in the same section of yeah. the brain. But so at the same time, then yeah. you know, a few years later, 
what, 20 years later, mm. um, I went through a lot of grief and loss mm. um, with readjusting my values and my goals in life and realising that what was serving me well in the morning was no longer serving me well in the afternoon, that's early a, afternoon. That, that's young. By that's the way, yes. So, and, and there was a big adjustment and there was a lost sense of loss there. So, yeah, that, that's actually a really good point that you raised. We're not, not always talking about physical loss of somebody. No, you're just uh, uh, losing something that you, uh, uh, something you didn't expect, something that puts you into shock. Yeah. Um, and even the ones that you do see coming, um, often you'll grieve the loss of that before the loss. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have a period of, of grief after that. And then, of course, there's a, the, the risk of being um, uh, becoming um, stuck in grief, uh, which, yeah. is, which is depression. What um, about not even experiencing the loss, even though everyone else around you knows that you're going through a loss? Does, do you see that happen at all, where people kind of suppress that sense of loss and go, I'm okay, I'm fine, everything's great and rosy? And Well, I'm, I'm Mr. Trusted, as you know. So yeah. um, when uh, people um, manage their grief and their loss in a personal way, um, yeah. and, and, at, and at a pace that, ah, that, yeah. that suits them. And maybe that's the word, right, pace. Yeah, so if you, you see someone who has suffered a, a major loss and they seem to be incredibly happy, yeah. um, then and they may have gone into a, a distraction or a sedation mode, uh-huh, the, yeah. which is about how they're coping. So and, and it's very easy to say they're not coping or they're not grieving. You say, well, they're actually, they are. They are coping, they're grieving exactly as they need to for them in this moment. And do you think sometimes they do that because they have a sense of responsibility to others as well? It's mm. like I need to put on a brave face mm. because I don't want other people to be worried about me or I don't want other people to feel sorry for me. Sure. Well, that's their personality. So if they're the type of person that, that um, are in the business of not making other, other pe people unhappy... Yeah. Or they're in the business of making others happy. Yeah. Um, then they they want to stay in that business even when they're unhappy. Yeah. Uh, and also if they're at the head of a something where they have to show what they believe is strength. Yes. Um, and we talked about this in another podcast that that uh, the, the the courage it takes to grieve and to yeah. show um, cry and and to let out your emotions is actually greater than the courage it takes to put on a stoic front. Yeah. So, but it, once again, everyone does it in exactly how. They need to do it, and over the pace, and in the pace that they need to do it. Yeah, so. and I think we see examples of that quite a lot in the area that I work in in mental health, where mm. people don't disclose mm. um, what's actually going on for them and how they're feeling, yeah. because there's this sense of, um, you know, I, I don't want others around me to know what's going on for me. So yeah. even though they might be experiencing a sense of loss around coping, yeah. I'm not coping at the moment. Yeah. Um, they do put on this facade. In fact, you know, I was doing um, a training session uh, for a corporate the other day and um, was talking about uh, the difficulties in disclosing uh, mm. having a mental illness or a, a mental um, feeling mentally unwell, mm. the challenges that can sometimes come with being comfortable enough mm. to disclose that, particularly in a workplace, yeah, the yeah. vulnerabilities that come with that. And I was talking about how when I had my issues, my mother read about that in the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah, so She didn't know. She didn't know. So yeah. even, you know, those people closest to you can sometimes not be aware because you don't want to express that loss. Yeah. Well, there's a, the, um, there's a dynamic of you 
yeah. in all of those situations and relationships. Yeah. So so you feel you the way you um, your relationship with your people you work with, the relationship with people you, that you teach, the relationship that you have with your mother, the relationship you have with me. Yeah. They all have their own dynamic. Yeah. And you see yourself uh, playing a role in each one of those yeah, that's right. relationships. So when it comes to expressing your emotions, there's some places you do and there's some places you don't and there's some places you feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think all those choices have to be okay. Oh, yeah. But when is it not okay? Like, is there a time where if you're experiencing loss but you don't express that loss mm. uh, and you bottle it up mm. inside, is there a, a time where that begins to affect you in a negative way where perhaps you do need to go maybe talk to a counsellor or... Yeah, well, we're in we're mind-body mind connection. Yeah. Um, and also uh, around depression and mental illness. So, um, uh, and we've also talked before about um, people not doing anything until they have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you get uh, caught in a chronic... Um, yeah, a chronic, yeah. Uh, loss with grief yes and and depression yes um, then you will do that until you can do it no longer and because i'm the trusted guy again uh, i trust that is that people will get to a point where they become exhausted holding their pain yeah and it will then start to express itself in in uh, anger or um, sickness uh, or in um, breaking down of relationships so so all the clues will continue will come out um, of, of those individuals that, that, that it's time to do something. It's time to consider change. So if you're someone who's close to that human um, who's having those experiences and not doing anything, mm. but you can see yeah. that this is affecting that person in a negative way, mm. is there anything you can do to help them? Well, uh, there's a, in any relationship, um, telling someone what to do uh, yeah. is, is not a person-centred process um, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with loving someone yeah. um, and um, being patient with them and being present to them so um, my, my answer to the question is to be present and to care for them and to love them and to have um, and you can have uh, soft suggestions you know okay what, what does that what does that look like have you thought of maybe talking to someone uh, have, have you noticed that you're not well and, 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 and I'm wondering what you if you've been thinking about doing something about that um, but you need to be ready for a no and, or a not yet yeah. um, and to trust that. That has to be okay. It has to be okay to, to trust the pace and the way someone is coping or not coping. So and do you think that there's a fear that you will insult somebody or even, you know, oh, they're not grieving, I'm just, I've planted the idea in their head now and now, now they are. Well, that's, I, yeah. well, we talked about that with suicide. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, saying to someone that I'm noticing that you're really sad and, and, I, and I feel like you're grieving Yeah. and, and you've been doing it for a while now and, you, and you're not well and that's a, uh, yeah, I'm worried about you. Yeah. Um, is there anything that I can do to help? Is yeah. there anything that you've been thinking of that I can help you with? Yeah. Yeah. So they're all caring, loving statements without, yeah. without pushing. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think that's the point I'm trying to make is um, it's about that myth busting, isn't it? You're not going to insult somebody. No. You're going to show them, in fact, that you're not afraid yeah. to have a conversation about their loss. Yeah. And also asking the question if they're thinking of suicide. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no downside to that. You're no. not going to put the idea in their mind. You're gonna, you've just shown them that you're not scared to talk about that. Yeah. And that you're a per and if even if they're not, you are a person available to them if they ever are. 
yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right that you're not you're not afraid to mm. have the deeper conversations. and that's the same often. with grief and loss and that is that I'm, I'm really noticing you know you're incredibly sad and I'm worried about you and what are the sorts of things that you might notice that would be indicators that this person is feeling quite sad well there's a lack of energy and lack of self-care and um, personal hygiene and connection uh, shutting themselves away isolating yeah. themselves um, their relationships with their, their friends, their family, or their pets, yeah, or, oh their yeah. po- or their possessions. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lots of clues to let you know when someone's in a dark place. Yeah. Um, but once again, uh, it's only to witness and to offer support. It's not to uh, fix yeah, them. Fix them. Yeah. Um, yeah. There there are boundaries or limitations if you're a professional or, or a person that's a witness to this, like a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. Or yeah, a, yeah. Um, where you, if you're concerned about um, them harming themselves or someone else, yeah, then then there is some um, some steps you can take to intervene. Yeah, in those processes by calling police or ambulance or those sorts of things. So, and I guess it's also timely to include one three one 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 four. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. A number you can call at any time if even if you've got concerns about someone else. Yeah, you could call and say I've got a friend. Yeah, and this is what I've observed, and um, and I'm ringing you for some support for myself. Yeah, and one one of the. Uh, being sorry for someone's loss. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for that statement. Um, a lot of people are uncomfortable with other people's pain, so they yeah. avoid it. So uh, you, if you are the person that is suffering a loss, you may notice that there's a whole bunch of people that have gone missing um, and, and could take that personally, that no one's there supporting you, when in fact what they're showing is, is their own fear around that loss yeah. and yeah. not knowing how to help. So yeah. the only all they have left is to avoid it because Look, they're yeah. scared of it. Um, and that's okay. And if you're the person who's okay with talking to someone about loss and grief, then there's nothing wrong with actually asking, are you okay? Yeah. And I'm sorry for your loss. And is there yeah. anything I can do? I'm, I'm really glad that you've mentioned that because um, I think particularly too with the proliferation, oh, that's a big word, proliferation of um, online discussions and assessments about, you know, who says what and when, mm. I think people are increasingly becoming more uncertain about what is the appropriate thing to say yeah. when somebody's suffered a loss yeah. um, because there's so much scrutiny about what you say and how you say it nowadays <laughs> online that we've yeah. almost opted out yeah. for fear of being judged yeah. for saying the wrong thing. Yeah, the inappropriate thing. But perhaps it's just about whatever you say yeah. to try and connect with that person will be the right thing because you've tried to connect yeah, with that person. That's it. And the Do only the only agenda is that you care. Um, right. Yeah, and also be ready for a no and be ready for a uh, some uh, being present to someone uh, and being accepting of how they manage their loss. And yeah. people will manage their loss with anger, with isolating themselves, with they'll be doing a whole bunch of things coping. Right. And if you genuinely unconditionally care about that person then you you trust them and you allow that and you accept that. Right. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. Do you think that, you know, if you're going to say to somebody, look, I'm really sorry about your loss, Mm. I'm sorry about what's happened, um that there needs to be a genuine authenticity about that sentiment mm. um, 
as opposed to just a rote, you know, look, I'm really sorry. Do you, do you see what I mean? I do. Well, I, it depends because if, if that's all you got, that's all you got, right? So if you, if, you yeah. really, if you really are uncomfortable with being present to another person's pain then and all you've got is the words, then it's probably better to say them than not. Than, and is that, that's a good mm. point. Mm. Is it better mm. to acknowledge loss to that person than not say anything? Like, <laughs> well, is I, it? Well, once again, I'm okay with all of it, right? So, yeah. so if you, you are really uncomfortable with being present to someone else's pain and it, and it brings you discomfort, then care for yourself. Right. And if caring for yourself is avoiding it, then that's okay. Okay. Um, uh, if you want to say, if you feel obliged to say something, you can say, I'm sorry for your loss. And is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. Um, that's fine. Uh, w which isn't authentic, but it's mm. the best you can come up with. Um, it's, I, I personally, it's better than nothing. And that person will know if it's authentic or not. Yeah. Um, but it, but th I don't see a downside to it. Um, the, it's, it's, you're still connecting in some way uh, to yeah. say something. Okay. Um, but it, once again, if you don't want to say anything, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other thing I think that's come up for me recently um, mm -hmm. after the death of my aunt um, late last year is this notion, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of come from a business perspective, but it's this notion about being creative around loss mm -hmm. um, and grief. Mm -hmm. Like I had some grief around the idea that a very dear aunt of mine was um, we, we all knew it was going to pass away um, and that I may not be able to go and attend the funeral. Mm. And the, uh, the therapist that I see at the time, and I see him occasionally for the tune-up, mm. had said to me, well, why does, you know, why does going to the funeral even have to be important? Mm. You could go and see this aunt now mm. Um, and have a conversation that covers off everything that might otherwise be represented by going to a funeral sure. and know that you've done that. Mm. And if that's, and that's yeah. enough for you, then that's a, there's no wrong in that either. Yeah, that's exactly And there's no right. wrong with the spiritual either, and that is to talk yeah. to that person after they've passed. If you didn't get a chance to see them before they passed or go to the funeral, yeah. you can sit and quietly and, and talk to them and, and say what you want to say to them on your, on your own. Yeah, so... Managing loss doesn't have to. There's no traditional practice or way for. Is there? Well, there's, is whole, there? there's a whole bunch of expectations depending on yeah, your culture. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. Do, yeah. do I have to conform to expectation? Well, the question. That's a question about life generally, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, True. Yeah. So do I have to be anything for anyone else? Yeah. Right. Um, well, the the answer is no. You just you just need to be whoever you need to be for you now mm. in this moment. Um, and and that's okay. Um, yeah. But if you uh, if you've got values and beliefs that you that you live your life by, yeah. And some of them serve you well for some periods and not at others. Yeah. And new ones come in. Yeah. And, yeah. And shift and change. So whatever is right for you for now, is is it? Yeah. Is is okay? Is good enough? Is good enough? Absolutely. Yeah. And how others react to that is their journey. Yeah, that's their journey. That that's yeah. so true, isn't it? Okay, yeah. so that's great. Yeah. Now tell me. You know, you talk a lot about you know loss and grief. Mm. So we've spent a lot of this time talking about loss. So what is grief? Um, if you uh, human beings since day dot are all about um, getting from point A to point B, um, uh, which is from birth, life, death, right? Yeah. Um, and during that journey, um, there are 
it is a constant shifting landscape uh, of which we adapt and mm-hmm. we can resist those changes uh, or we give in to them or we embrace them um, along the way but the human beings adapt that's that's part of our our makeup right um, so and if part of that those adaptions are lost so you will lose things you will lose a sense of self you lose a home a job a business a loved one it's it's inevitable for those that have reasonably long lives right um and uh, the process of that is to um in that pain yeah. is to uh, self-care throughout that process and recognize that it is part of life and it is intense but the intensity if you lean into it if mm-hmm. you feel it and don't um avoid it or delay it um uh, it, which is fine if you do uh, yeah. But if you, as you go through that, know that it is, it has a beginning, middle and, and an ongoing uh, new life. So we were talking about this in a recent podcast with relationships, um, who you are in the world before the loss. Yes. You are a different person in the world after the loss. Yes. And you, f- and you form a new relationship with yourself after the loss. And the way that looks on a graph is it's sort of like, it, it's very, uh, it's up and down. It's like a roller coaster, really steep roller coaster. Yeah. And then as time goes forward, it, it, they become less intense, the pain, yes. and less frequent. And, Is then, that and then you keep going forward till eventually um, the, the loss will always be there and you will be a different yeah. person in the yeah. world. But the, but is it less intense? And if it were, depending on the level of the loss, if it was someone that, that you were really connected to, you loved dearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, you will always carry that loss. Yes. Your life will be forever changed. Yes. Um, but it won't be... Um, it doesn't, uh, I can't think of the word, you know, where you, you become stuck. You know, yeah. You don't get stuck in that, that emotion. You just live with that sadness. But but I have to at first be brave enough to get on the roller coaster. Yeah. Well, so I have to lean in. I have to touch the grief. Yeah. Well, you I have fo- to you're touch so, it. You're sort of forced into it. So At a point, yeah, at you'll be point. forced into it. Absolutely. M- maybe not initially. It might manifest itself in, you maybe. know, drinking too much or... Yeah locking yourself away or whatever it happens to be. So that, that might be how it represent, grief is represented initially. Yeah, yeah. For some, no. Some you might lean straight into it straight away, right? Yeah, and some people actually lean into their grief before the loss. So Yes, so yes. So you already consciously or subconsciously know a loss is coming and you start grieving, going through the grieving process yes. before the loss. So that's when you were saying before, some people have a loss and they seem okay. Uh, the, yeah, the, in some true. instances, because they've actually been grieving that loss for the last two years, true. knowing it was coming. So now I really have to ask this question because I think it's the most obvious connection to grief, but I don't want to discount it. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is crying? Oh, it cannot be understated, mm. the importance and the value of expressing um, emotion, sad emotion. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's integral to that adapting that we're and, talking about. And what about those people who say, I'm not going to let myself cry because the minute I start, I will never stop? Uh, that's a real fear. Yes. And, and, that's, and that there's real anxiety around that. Yeah. Because the pain is that deep. Yes. That if they, that, and they believe that 100%. And I've been in that situation where you honestly believe that if I started crying, I will never stop. Right. Um, there is um, uh, some comfort in the fact that if you are now aware that crying is actually the process it is actually the opportunity um, to um, release the pain from your body by um, by grieving 
physically yeah. with crying and it actually um, it shortens the process. Yeah. So, so because it's a it. We've talked about this before. I know we have, and the, we do have a, one, I think, Yeah, we have an yeah. episode on crying. Yeah. But I think, um, and various other episodes we've touched on it. But mm. we talk about releasing the the tears that that no need no longer need to be in your body. Yeah. So once they're out, yeah. they're out. That's it. Yeah, it's they're weight. It's, it's weight you're removing. It's the the pain yeah. is being expelled. Yeah. Yeah, it's being exercised. And what about um what about um men crying? Oh yeah, well we're talking about the bravest men in the world are the ones that cry. Yeah. Yeah, they're the heroes. They're the ones that show other men and sons and young boys the value of expressing your your pain. And, and more of that and and we had, you know, a couple of world wars where where shell shock men came back and and went into isolation and didn't show any of that. And we're told, you know, stiff upper lip from the from the pommy background and stuff like that. There is the the value of expressing your pain, and and the right, tears that come from it. Every tear shed is a weight released. Yeah, is a weight released. Yeah. That's exactly right. So that that notion of oh no, you know, if I cry, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna never stop, is not is a bit of a myth, really. It takes courage. It takes um, courage. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and you know, you're talking about pushing through. If you were ever going you know, to push through anything, it would be to allow yourself to feel the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Take the, make that really courageous decision to feel. Yeah. And know that it, you will, it, it won't last forever yeah. and it will stop and you will feel so much better afterwards. And it's not just a, you get a chemical release of, is it endorphins? I can't yeah. Remember, yeah. After crying, but you also get a, 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 yeah. a, a, a physiologically, but also emotionally. Yeah. You have a release of there's it is there's something symbolic isn't there about that whole notion of water and washing mm, mm. and kind of cleansing that there's yeah. an irony in that isn't there it washes the pain away yeah it washes the pain away yeah, incredibly valuable terrific and and if you're worried though about getting caught up in crying and kind of getting sucked into a into a, a vortex of depression mm-hmm. um, perhaps there's some safety in reaching out to somebody Oh, who yeah. has the time to give you unconditional positive regard yeah. and might even be your safety net. So be present mm. when, you, when you're at your deepest, darkest yeah. moments of despair. Someone who's just there. I like to think that uh, most people have someone in their life that they know they can be vulnerable yeah. in front of. Yeah. Um, so uh, most people, you seek that person out um, where you feel safe enough to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have that person or they're not available, then there are obvious services, you know, the counselling and psych- psychotherapy. Yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. Yep. And then uh, your last port of call is uh, if there's a chemical, uh, chemi- chemical makeup keeps you stuck in yep. depression, yeah. then you go to another level of care, which around uh, psychology and um, doctors psychi- psychiatrists and, and doctors and yeah. having a look at medications to yeah. help bring you back into, some, uh, into a, a livable balance. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a really important point though is is having that person who could be your safety net if you needed somebody. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, that's always worth remembering or, or finding, having identifying who might that yeah. person be. Well, that's uh, in business. That's about having a business plan and having a resource available for when it's needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been calling them wingmen oh, actually. So having you know a support person. So. Yeah. Well, we've got each other. And yeah, and that's right. And we're both in, when we're both in a really bad place. We go and find other someone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's healthy too, actually, yeah. to have somebody else as well, yeah. you know, so yeah. very healthy. So is there anything else you want to say about this topic, Johnny? Because um, um, no, it'd be Probably just to round it off, uh, when 
if it's about a personal loss of a loved one um, and, and you are okay with being present to another person's pain, um, talking about that person, the person they lost uh-huh. by, by name um, has great value. Oh, that, that's um, very good to know as well. A, just a tip. So if you've got someone who's lost their husband or their child or their grandmother and you say, you know, I want to hear all about your relationship and what you're going to miss about Sally, about Steve, about Gemma, you know. Yeah. I want to hear about them and your relationship with them and all of the, you know, the sadness you have in, in losing them. Yeah. Uh, it sounds, uh, to, to someone who's scared of being present to pain, that sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. Because you feel like you're going to evoke pain. Yeah, yeah. But as we said, pain expressed is pain relieved. Yeah. So talking, talking about the pain and Good. being present to it. Being present. Yeah. Lovely. Hmm. Well, that's a very nice way, helpful, I guess, a good a good point yeah. to finish on, do you think? I think so. Yeah, and pain and life is difficult, uh, M. Scott Peck. Yes. And, uh, and these adaptions and these changes are inevitable and the only consistency is the inconsistency. Yes. So, uh, um, once again, loving yourself unconditionally, uh, forgiving yeah. yourself, accepting yourself and everyone else. There's the answers. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's cool well, stuff. Have a very, very good week, everyone. And please remember that um, if you are experiencing a, um, a very a, a tough time or, or a sad time and you're needing some support in your life, you can always call 131114, that's Lifeline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're good people and they care. They and are great good listeners. people. Yeah. Very good people. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.